Welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we've bought our tickets. We're flying to Rome for a night of tourism, romance, mystery, and even murder. Because we're talking about the girl who knew too much, a.k.a. Evil Eye. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Wherever you are around the world, thanks for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. Just do us a favor. Head over to iTunes, rate us five stars, and leave us a review. If you do, we'll give you a shout-out on the show. Also, head over to our YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Leave some comments. Watch all our videos. We'd really appreciate it. It has a bunch of our past episodes up on there, too. Tonight, we are reviewing The Girl Who Knew Too Much, a.k.a. Evil Eye. Um... If you don't know, it's directed by Mario Bava. It was written by blank. It was like three people who read it. Yeah. Read it? Whoever. That's not even a real word. Read it. Read it. Yeah. <laughs> Came out in 1963. Had a budget of question mark. Made question mark in the box office. Was filmed in Italy. Has a rating of question mark. And currently sits at a question mark on Rotten Tomatoes. Wait a second. How does that have like a rating of question mark? Can it be like not rated? Question mark is not rated. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a mystery, okay. just like this movie. <laughs> it's not like we were like, well, what just like this movie. It's okay. a mystery. If you don't know what it's about, a tourist witness uh, witnesses a murder and finds herself caught up in a series of bloody killings. As usual, I am joined by the same old people as I'm usually joined by. I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Willenbrecht. Hey, what's up? Michael Salucio. Hi. And I'm Cody Everett. Mike, this is your pick. Why did you pick The Girl Who Knew Too Much, a.k.a. Evil Eye? So way back in the day when I uh, we picked uh, Danger Diabolic, this was actually the Mario Bava film I wanted to, to watch, but uh, I could not find it anywhere uh, streaming. This is before I, I realized, like, you know, hey, maybe I should uh, expand my Blu-ray library by just purchasing these films. So I, I purchased this uh, so that we could specifically... Review it on this show today. Hold on, that's before you owned a Blu-ray player, I believe. <laughs> right. So even more, even more so, why I probably wouldn't have had one. Wait. I could have gotten a DVD though. Uh, the the other one was a Bava film, also. Yeah, correct? he did Danger Diabolic. He did Danger Diabolic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you you chose this film because this is the one that you originally wanted to do. This is the one I re- originally wanted to do. Did anyone hear of this film or seen this film beforehand? I've never heard of this or seen it. I've beforehand. heard of it from Mike talking about it. I feel and like I. Sorry, I feel like I've seen the key art before and the the name Evil Eye, but okay, Chris dropping yeah, terms like yeah, key was art. A, Get what the that? fuck out of here! Was that industry industry term? <laughs> industry? I've seen the I've seen the I've seen the the key art. Okay, yeah. so box art. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Can you get to our level, For all you layman's? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I, that, I I feel like I've seen I've seen that artwork before, okay. but that's it. I hadn't. You had not seen it? Not until, you, like, not until it got mailed to me. Have you seen this film before you, you got the Blu-ray? No, I, I wouldn't have known where even where I would have been able to, to watch it. Um, you know, like, it, it it's not streaming anywhere. I checked, you know. No, it's not. So, uh, not even I mean, illegally. <laughs> I mean, just, just doing research about Mario Bava, um, 
when I was trying to pick a, a film for that week, I was trying to look for something that was in the Italian giallo kind of uh, genre for that week, but I couldn't. This was the film that kind of came up first because this is supposedly supposed to be the the first giallo film, or at least the one that you know kind of streamed like skyrockets the the uh, success that giallo films eventually become. Okay, but um. Uh, again, like I couldn't find it, so I went with Danger Diabolic because it was in you know it was in a Beastie Boys video or something. <laughs> <laughs> and what is a giallo film? A giallo film is like uh, it's like a it's like an it- Italian genre of film. It's like uh, a lot of murder, a lot of mystery. Um, it's named after these pulp fiction novels that uh, were very popular in Italy. They had yellow yellow covers to them, which is why giallo uh, is uh, yellow in Italian. Okay. So that's why they name them that. Um, they all had a very similar type of theme, which is this kind of theme: murder, mystery. Uh, a lot. Of, I think a lot of it has to do also with uh, like tourism, like like foreigners coming in okay. to a place, which is I guess falls as. I get according to Wikipedia, they say it's like thriller, sexploitation, and horror. Yeah, like I mean, sure. I guess thrillers. I don't know. Do you, would you consider? I guess like, you could call this a slasher to some I, extent, but I feel like it's more of a mystery. Really? Because when crime, I wa- this is like crime fiction. Yeah. When I watched it, I, I thought psychological thriller. Uh, it's kind of what I, mean, I got from it. There's definitely some weird. I mean, w- and when we get into the plot of it, they're more of like a film noir kind. Yeah. Of I mean, there are some vibe. slightly like uh, I guess you could call it metaphysical things that are happening. There's some talk about you know uh, whether or not she's. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing the future or seeing the past. Right. She thinks she's witnessed a killing that happened years ago and people start talking about whether it's clairvoyance or something. But I mean, yeah, that's that that's there. I mean, isn't pieces considered a giallo film to some or is it yeah. am I wrong on that one? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I feel I mean, like it's, it's there's I mean, it, it, I mean, if you look more into the like the Wikipedia entry, it's slasher, crime fiction, psychological thriller, supernatural horror. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, so yeah, I think Pieces is part of it because it is like Pieces is like a horror movie, but a slasher movie. But there's like there, there's elements of like a mystery involved and yeah. stuff. So, and I've heard people like talk about Suspiria like it's a Jalo film, but it is definitely not one, which is another weird thing that I've always kind of like. It it's is. like I said, it's kind of I feel like it's hard maybe for us because Giallo, we're not yeah. Italians. I think I think, <laughs> I think Suspiria is in that Jalo genre. Is it because Jalo also includes like supernatural shit and that's. Fucking that movie, same with I mean, phenomenon. there's definitely like a mystery. Of that film is like would a you, mystery. Would right. you say that there there might be, and I don't know, because I'm not too familiar with the genre of giallo films. I'm I'm really not. But would you say there's a comedy element to it too? Yeah, I think it was. I think this film this specifically. Yeah. I don't know about giallo films in general, but this one definitely tried to add a com- comedic element to it. I definitely picked up a comedic element in this film. Oh, you weren't wrong. Okay, you weren't wrong. <laughs> don't let anybody <laughs> tell you you're wrong because you're not. Because we watched it in a, in Italiano. I watched it in Italian, and I watched a little bit of the uh, the uh, other version. The other version has, like, what, a different soundtrack? Uh, the it, Evil Eye version. So so basically what happened, the, the way that it happened was, so Mario Bava directs this film, uh, but he immediately wants to ship it over overseas to the United States. Unfortunately, the United States uh, Board of Rate, what is it called? I don't know if it's the MPAA at this point in time. It, it, it's something else, but basically the censors, the American censors, won't allow certain things to be uh, included in the film. One of those things is drug use, so all the marijuana. marijuana and stuff. Yeah. Uh, certain areas of sexuality are obviously edited out. Um, so what happens is the American version, um, it has a different ending because the, different, the ending actually does have 
to do with marijuana. Yeah. Uh, and I believe there is some of scenes where she's on the beach, and those are taken out. But there is a different uh, musical score. Yeah. So what happens is Mario Bob actually had to uh, reshoot like a whole new ending for the film, like call the actors back and reshoot a whole new ending and like reshoot all this stuff. The Americans got the rated version, unfortunately. Yeah, basically. The ending, basically. The ending is so weird. And it's Did a very you describe different ending. the ending? Not yet. I the American we... one? Let's all, why, why don't we, because we didn't watch Get the American the one. Yeah. The, Ameri- the American ending is, it, it, it almost feels like a romantic comedy of some yeah. some sort. Which, it's, it's funny because they, they <laughs> if you talk to people and it, it maybe you know, when we describe it, it, it it will give it a little bit more justice, but like people say that the the American version has a more what is supposed to be a more humorous ending, but is far more darker yeah, it, than the actual it is. <laughs> Italian so like, ending. So you you have you have the the two main the two main uh, characters are kind of in a similar thing. They're they're together and they're kind of discussing the future and whatever, and. The the woman it, it the tables are turned because in the Italian version the guy's like you you're gonna marry me now and we're gonna be together and in the, in the American version it's the woman saying we should just get married well let's be together mm-hmm. and stuff and they're on they're on like this uh, trams what is those I, I guess so it's like it looks like a ski lift it looks like a ski lift but it's when but you it, stand in yeah you stand in and, and it takes you across a crevice and or the guy goes like all right all right we'll get married but no more of this murder and mayhem or murder and mystery. <laughs> and like right as he says it, there's just this completely, s- completely removed situation that's happening along in the trams where there's one guy coming down the tram and another guy going up and the guy coming down, die! And he just shoots the guy like eight times with a gun. It's like, a and, then the, the and then the girl like kind of like has like a little twinkle in her eye like, <laughs> the way it's, sh- the way it's shot is it's, it's <clears throat> the guy, there's a guy watching them have this conversation, what we think is watching through binoculars, right? And we know he's up to some shit, right? So that the, the 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 scene that Kyle talks about, that happens, and then the guy gets in the tram, and you hear him talking about how he's going to pull this gun out and kill him, right? So you think he's going to shoot the couple that we've been watching throughout the entire movie, but it actually turns out that he's shooting at another couple because he found out his wife is cheating with a right. guy. So she, he's shooting at... Some guy a that's sleeping at person? A, with his wife, right? Wow, what a, with a gun. fuck. Yeah, and like it's supposed to be this kind of like huh, wah, wah, like scene where it's like it's she's super excited about maybe solving another mystery. Exactly. But what it really just shows is some dude killing somebody in cold blood on a tram, All which right. is like, really <laughs> weird because I feel like the the version that I watched, the Italian version, was a comedy ending. It is. Yeah. You know, and we'll get in that. Yeah, it it, it definitely later, has that as but, well, but. You know, I also have, I almost question if it was a comedy ending. I mean, in you, a way, you could, you it, could. It was intended to be. If I had to take I a think guess. it was supposed to be. It was yeah. definitely intended to be like. I kind hope of a so, but man, <laughs> I, I hope so. They want that audience to leave feeling good about what they just saw. Yeah, yeah, because the whole, the whole, that that whole last half, the tone and the mood and everything, even the way that it's shot, is completely. Bright and lit up and lighthearted and True. easy feeling. Yeah, so like that was the, that, that was definitely it's the like intention. one of the only shots during the daytime. I don't know if we want to get into that ending yet. No, not yet. Let's go, let's follow but, the, you yeah. know what? We'll get into the whole movie when we come right back. Please tell me why am I here? What's the matter with me? I'm a doctor of homicide, one might say. I'm from the police. I'll tell you everything about it. There was a man. He had a knife and he stabbed her. Miss Drosen, 
Have you ever seen a murder before? No, no, I've never seen anything like that. Never. Tell me, do you read many murder mysteries? You don't believe me, do you? And we're back. We're talking about the girl who knew too much, a.k.a. Evil Eye. No, so I want to kind of get into this movie a little bit. It opens up with an American girl. Mm-hmm. She's flying to Rome to see her aunt, who is who is ill, who is definitely ill. She's a bit ill. Um, and it opens up with her um, taking a pack of cigarettes from a stranger who is a drug smuggler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which she finds out while she's waiting in line to go through customs. And she tries to drop that pack of marijuana cigarettes. But, of course, the police, god damn it, they give her the drugs back. Fucking narc. They're being helpful. Yeah. They're being helpful. That's what, help, that's what helping others looks like. <laughs> <laughs> True. Here's your drugs back, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes into uh, her aunt. You meet her aunt, um, which... I thought it was like really well done, actually. Yeah, I thought her. I I enjoyed that little like her performance. Or? Yeah, that little bit of performance that you get from her aunt and that setup where John Saxon is introduced as her doctor, mm-hmm. which he's not really a doctor. He is a doctor, but he's not he really is. a doctor. I think he's a doctor. Doctor. No, he's like a doctor in training. No, he's not. He's like a. No, he's, he's like he's a med one, student. He's one, no, he's not. He he's a doctor. He's he was supposed to be. He shows up late. Yeah, he was supposed to be leading that tour of doctors. Oh, he was supposed to be leaving yeah. that to her? Okay, well, He's that's... a fucking surgeon or just regular doctor. He's, he's everything. I, I took it as he was a student by that scene. And let's be honest, following in the long tradition of Italian filmmakers and doctors, uh, he's kind of badass. He's a little, he'll, 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 beat us, he'll beat somebody up. Oh, yeah. He he'll probably, punch he, a guy. He probably, has a, he probably has a gun in he's his He's probably a crack shot with a fucking gun. Can yeah, I be honest with you? Six-shooter, yeah. <laughs> when, I, when this movie came up, and I was like, cool, John Saxton, he's playing something other than a cop. Like, mm-hmm. he's playing... A doctor, like, because every movie I've seen him in, he's usually a cop, and then like he's basically a fucking cop in this yeah. movie. Still, there it is. I I think maybe that this might be a thing. Just like all Italian filmmakers, just say doctor, cop, whatever. Same thing. Is it, you think it's like that intelligence level? Like, oh well, he must be able to solve mysteries because he's a doctor. Possibility. I don't know. You go. You go from him being a doctor. He falls in love with with Nora Davis, who is the American girl who comes to visit her aunt. Like instantly off the bat, they kind of have this connection. Uh, he's treated. I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. <laughs> I really don't. She's beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. And then, like, what I thought was one of the greatest scenes in this movie, in my opinion, was when the aunt died. Dude, there was like the perfect mixture of like gothic horror, is what I wanted to put it as. And that's what I kind of thought Giallo meant. As like as like, cause I'm not familiar with Giallo means grandma's dying. No, yeah, <laughs> the, Ita- the Italian history of of doing films where <laughs> people's grandmothers die. It's aunts. It's their it's their aunt number one. Yeah. Kyle, somebody's grandma. No, no, I thought like 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 gothic was like part of it because it's like, dude, when she dies, that's that's really fucking terrifying. The way it's shot, like her eyes and just the way it looks, and then it goes to a cat. It was in like hissing mode, and it starts humping the bed. <laughs> I really like the cat's yeah, performance. Yeah, that, that cat was, was <laughs> deserves a fucking Oscar. And his ass off. Yeah. <laughs> she dies, and that cat is just like looking at it, like, oh my god, like I've really, never seen. Really earning those treats. He really does. Like brings a lot of drama. I'm assuming it was a he. 
I'm assuming Perhaps, it was a he, yeah, a male knows. cat. But it cuts from like the cat to the the eyes again, to the cat to the eyes, to the cat to the eyes, and it it's this very I don't know like I don't know if it's just the way the the um, the architecture and stuff like that was, but it, it, to me it felt very gothic in, the, in that particular scene, and that's what I picked up on. And then it doesn't really carry on throughout the rest of the film. I mean, you're saying gothic, and I just all I saw was like. A high contrast black and white scene. <laughs> was there like well, the, the, I, you know when the light the lighting kind the lighting. of did yeah, give thank it you. A, a, a feel and you know it was in Rome so there was obviously it's gothic if it's in Rome. <laughs> there was that giant stone gargoyle that was perched above the bed. You don't see it in this version, but I hear that uh, if you get the special edition, like the deleted scenes. <laughs> You can see it. If you get out of the letterbox, the one scene that then cut you can out see was, it. It was a longer shot in yeah. showing the gargoyle. It plays a really important part of the entire film, actually. Anyways. The gargoyle actually falls on the ant, actually. <laughs> in the she sees version. her ant there dead in the bed and runs, runs out to look for help. But one of the running themes in this movie is is you can't okay it's really weird like I can't <laughs> figure out this theme it's like I can't either I'm still waiting for you I'm on like bated breath here just like trying to figure out it's you can't go anywhere alone in Rome is the theme especially not at night but it, are you talking about rape alley <laughs> <laughs> but it's also the safest place in the world Rome according to the locals well during the day absolutely yeah, yeah. but but every uh, you know I mean the streets else. were empty for a reason all the people who are in the know know. Yeah, at night there's people just waiting to beat you and steal your belongings. Like guys that are dressed like fucking three-year-old Mimes. children. <laughs> that guy was like, made no sense. Yeah, they're, they're dressed like like silent film era prisoners. <laughs> like fucking black and white stripes. No <laughs> I thought he was going to pull out like a baguette or something and like <laughs> right? get a beret. <laughs> yeah, like it made no sense. French like assassin. Weird... <laughs> I was like, I found Waldo. Yeah, she and, and up... he's and he's he's mugging someone. Yeah. In, in her distraught, as she's running through Rome, she ends up getting mugged by Where's Waldo? Waldo. <laughs> Waldo. You know what? Side note, just gave me a great idea for a new book. A Where's Waldo, but uh, the mugger edition. He, he's always he's always doing some kind of crime. Yeah. <laughs> Find the criminal. Love it. I'd she buy that. Up, she ends up getting mugged. She uh, falls and hits her head. She wakes up, sees a murder. She's not really sure she sees the murder, but she sees a murder. She sees the man committing the murder. Well, she doesn't actually see someone commit a murder. She sees it post knife inserted. Pulls the knife out. She sees yeah. a knife getting removed from her back, but she doesn't actually see her anybody get Although murdered. Although we could might be able to safely say that the man pulling out the knife might be the one putting it in because he does throw the knife away, which, which is, is odd. kind of odd. You just take the evidence out and toss it <laughs> yeah. somewhere in the bushes right by I where the I think I made a joke is. about that yeah. while we were watching this. No one will find it yeah. there. Yeah. No one will find it no right find here it next to all the blood. <laughs> they didn't. It mixed in the bush of bloody knives. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, they didn't. They didn't find it That's because he picked it up. When she awakens, there's no sign of murder. That's because no coincidentally, it rained. It rained. Yeah. As, soon as, she, as soon as she passed out, but, you see raindrops hit and the blood's washed away. Isn't that a theme of the the alphabet murderer? Like they I, rain. They only no. kill during rain. 
No, like <laughs> that, that. There's no. There's <laughs> unbelievably a, a great meteorologist as well, like a top-notch He's meteorologist. Got his own personal <laughs> Doppler radar, so yeah. he can Up there plan his the weather main. Great <laughs> <laughs> like, night for lo- a murder. Looks like rain. He's constantly murder. watching the fucking Weather Channel, waiting for his, <laughs> the right time to strike. Oh shit! Oh, look at that! Look at that uh, thunderhead coming in. No, there's really tonight's no tonight. There's really no evidence of murder. Oh, it's I'm like, sorry. Sixty percent precipitation. <laughs> I'm fucking killing it. Night, sixty percent chance you're gonna die. <laughs> but isn't that like a theme of the alphabet murders? There's no evidence of these murders. Yeah, pretty much. No, they obviously didn't catch the guy, right? They didn't or, catch or is someone it? else. Someone right, else. right. Well, right. Who done it, Mike? Who done it? That's a good question. Okay, well, I don't know if I want to talk about it right now. Go ahead. But going on the who done it thing, I have to say, like. I wasn't entirely surprised, but I was. But throughout the film, I was also like, "You he, saw the person. Like, I know exactly who it is." But then I was like, "But it can't be that simple." Yeah. Like, really, you questioned who it was after the uh, uh, what's her name, Alora, Laura Craven. After she's introduced, I instantly knew who it was. You thought, instantly, you thought it was her right away. Yeah. Why? What gave it away? What gave it away was she was in the fucking movie. She's stay in, in this house. She's in the cemetery. She yeah. just invited some random stranger she's to stay a in house. house. Exactly. Like, dude, it's it's so. She's in the cemetery because she knew the aunt that died. Right. Yeah, but she ain't at the she's funeral. She's listening in though. Pretty. Yeah, close. she's like, eavesdropping. She's yeah. looking at some other person's tombstone. She's just. I didn't quite have it pegged though. I would say that. Really? I didn't have it pegged. I I thought. I, all I knew was it wasn't the guy that we saw at the beginning. I knew it couldn't be because that would be just really disappointing. Yeah, that would be incredibly disappointing if you fucking tell the audience in the first two minutes who the killer is yeah. and then we have to sit through an hour of I them knew, following false leads. I knew right away. I knew right away. When she was introduced, I knew right away. Especially that scene when, when they are at the, at the, the funeral. Mm. That's the dead giveaway, I feel like. Well, anyways, the aunt dies. They go to her funeral. John Saxon. Right. Is the is doctor just pining for this woman the entire film? Like does aggressively, not get, so. aggressively, very aggressive. So. Like yeah. to the point where he's just telling her this is shit is gonna happen. Yeah. And she's like, like, I guess this is happening. So I should come <laughs> in and uh, we can hook up and bang. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, part of, tomorrow night then I'll be back and with the same offer. Part of a giallo <laughs> film is sex sexploitation, right? Look, well, no, come on, really now, now, no, this is this. this is prior to all of yeah. this movie. Well, no, 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 that's, even that, no, that's where I'm going with this. Please give me a second, sir. You're, you're not going to associate this film to future sexploitation. No, no, not films. at all. And that's what I was going to bring up. Is like part of it, giallo film is, is sexploitation, but I did not get any sexploitation from this film I whatsoever. Don't think part of giallo film is sexploitation. That's what I got from fucking Wikipedia, Chris. Think, well, that's no. what you get for reading Wikipedia. I don't think that was from Wikipedia. I don't think. I think maybe you were looking up what it said about this film in particular, no. not Giallo. I films. will go no, to Gia- fucking Wikipedia, goddamn right yeah, now. Yeah, I actually I was just on. I was just looking at that definition. I didn't the girl see exploitation. The girl who knew too much is considered to be the first Giallo film, a film genre with a mixture of thriller, sexploitation, and horror conventions. Who wrote that? Fucking Wikipedia. Like yeah. Giallo, Mister yeah. Wiki. <laughs> How do you wait? The way it sounds, it sounds like it's worded that he's saying that this film is a mixture of sexploitation, which I didn't pick up in this film whatsoever because it doesn't exist. Well, hold on, wait. The bathing suit scene? What what comes out of nowhere? What? Hold on, yeah, you finished talk. That might be like the only one because what scene? 
The camera lingers a lot. I mean, it's the only right, thing close in a to bikini? it. Yes. I'm not saying that I think that it's a sexploitation scene. I'm just no, saying whoever that's wrote, the Whoever wrote that entry is like a fucking dick goon. I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll also say um, there was an obvious scene when she first falls down and gets knocked out after being robbed. They Her legs are very exposed. Yeah. And it's it's made to be a point that you're looking at her beautiful legs. So I was like, okay, sexploitation. Is this their, their uh, idea that's what of I'm saying. sexploitation? It, it is, no. but I feel like there were nude films by this time. Yeah. Like, it's not like... I, I do I want to yeah, note yeah, that I think it's really... Sexploitation as a genre is completely different than a nude film. No, I know. I'm just saying, I'm like... That's the only way I'm trying to fucking factor it, like try to rationalize what just no, was said I think, right now. I think, <laughs> I think the way it was worded is, it's considered to be one of the first giallo films, a genre that is normally comprised of this, this, and this. Right. It's not saying this film contains this, this, and this. They're just saying the genre is characterized by these... Right, but shouldn't few the, of many traits. But, shouldn't the first film encompass those? Like sexploitation. I don't even. I can't even think of like a giallo film that really contains well, elements of sexploitation. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I, mean, I haven't seen enough of them to see pieces. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I mean, like know. that's there's some yeah. nudity in that. There's just but... nudity. That's that's different. That's totally different. Every time someone says pieces, I just want to yell bastard. <laughs> Having a naked person in a movie doesn't make it sexploitation. Yeah, that's why I had a hard time yeah. when I read that. I was like, well, sexploitation where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would No, me too. I I had that's why I bring it up is because that's I was like, why I didn't I didn't experience any sexploitation well, in this movie. Well, let's just strike that from the from your 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 assumption of the film. Cuz it doesn't exist cuz it's not a part of this part of, part of this film in any way whatsoever. That's just a really shitty Wikipedia entry right there. <laughs> I was going to say, the only person that gets to see any nudity in this film is that police officer that finds her on the ground. I know, he opens oh, up, right. the ch- he opens weird, up her just, jacket yeah. like, well, she's naked under here. Ah, she's and I'll close thing. it now. Yeah. Which you're introduced at that point. Which doesn't make sense. Hold on a second. Yeah, Let's backpedal. Backpedal. Yeah. When Can she we? finds the aunt dead, she's wearing a nightgown. Yeah. Yes. So she takes the nightgown off and then throws a on, on a black leather raincoat. Well, that's Instead of keeping other articles of clothing on. As one normally does. Right. I mean, I don't wear any clothes underneath my raincoat. I don't right. If I here. leave the house, I'm, I'm, it's bottoms off or nothing. Yep. Well, okay, well, now you're talking sexploitation, guys. Here. Now you're talking sexploitation. Uh, I don't think so. No, no that's called <laughs> indecent exposure, Cody. Here's my other question. Who pours alcohol in somebody's mouth to wake them up? Uh, Somebody that doesn't have sniffing salt. Yeah. I guess... <laughs> A, a, a bourbon, bourbon would wake me up. Was it to wake her up, or was it? Yeah, there was was other so. motives. No, I think it was. Uh, to wake what, her. No, other the, what other motives? He's not the killer. It's made to make you think he's the killer, but he's right. not the killer. No, it it was specifically to wake her up. Unfortunate. It had the unfortunate side effect though of putting fresh bourbon on her breath, which yeah. then the cop was like, "Oh, another drunkard." You know, <laughs> yeah. and and then he. What does he? What do they call it? Like drunkards, like freaking paranoia or some bullshit. They try to play it off like she's just hysterical from the alcohol. No, it's, yeah, it's... alcoholism. They they play it out because the doctor says it when she's in yeah, the she's got, she's early got, uh, onset alcoholism. Yes, when she's yeah, in the she hu- has she has like psychosis due to alcoholism yes, or some shit. That's it. Which all of us have. Every night. Right now. Right now, doing this podcast. Talking about this movie. How frustrated would you be, though, if you woke up and you thought you experienced some shit and people were like, 
Oh, you know, you could tell she's, you know, early onsets of alcoholism. I'd be so frustrated. I do want to say something. I find this to be a a, a routinely uh, common theme in early horror films, even American horror films, where a woman will see like a ghost or some shit, like House on Haunted Hill. Like a woman will see a fucking ghost. Uh, yeah, they're always or hysterical. Anything, and immediately it's just like the 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 answer is. Well, she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. She's a woman. She's crazy. Yeah, like, she's, she's hysterical right now. God damn it. Just hysterical. Get a, get a hold of yourself. No, John Saxon <laughs> keeps that, like, tries to convince her that she's crazy throughout the whole fucking movie. Well, yeah, he, that's a com- yeah. I feel like that's a common thing, that women yeah. just aren't taken very seriously in older horror films. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Or, or older films. But don't yeah. you, but you just general. say that. Yeah, let's not just put it to one genre. <laughs> but it works for this story, because the whole point was for her to prove that she wasn't crazy. Correct. Right, so it was actually utilized... As a plot device and not as just some kind of old way of doing things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was set out to prove that she was not crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For I a little mean, bit. Then she kind of backpedals and then goes back. And Yeah. There's a few times. Some steam. Yeah. Where she's like, maybe I did see it all. Nope. Definitely fucking saw that shit. Which brings me to the goddamn ending. And I'm like, I, I got to bring it up. But I, I'll jump right to it. The marijuana cigarettes. We all know what they do. They make you see murders. <laughs> like, to me, that's what the ending was saying, was like, no, this really didn't happen. She was on marijuana cigarettes. No, I think what it was saying yeah. is she questioned herself for a second, but she knew that wasn't true. Right. Do you think it was a joke, or do you think, like... Yes, it was 100% Yeah, there's a definitely some a humor. Because when did Reefer Madness come out? The way they use the marijuana cigarettes as a joke in this is completely opposite than how they portrayed in Reefer Madness. Like, well, it's a joke, but also a thing where it's like, hey, we all smoke marijuana, though, right? Reefer Madness came out in 1963. Oh, 36. Okay. 36, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I got Damn. my numbers Dyslexic back. Dyslexic as fuck. Oh, I've had some wine tonight. Yeah. Kyle? So, like, this, the ending seems very Reefer Madness to me. I don't think it sounds anything like Reefer Madness. Yeah. Reefer Madness is a serious movie. I don't think that. I, now I, look back, you look back on uh, and say, this is stupid. I just but. think you're, I think you, I think you, like, you, you looked too, you looked too deeply into, like, attempting to make a lighthearted joke at the end of a serious film. And it was simply, like, oh, I had one of these. Did I, did I imagine? No. I didn't. It was real. And then she throws him and a priest grabs no, him. Uh, she threw him out of there because she was scared that she fucking did dream it all. I didn't take it that I way, but that if way you did, man, I'm yeah. open for interpretation, I guess, right? Yeah. Wish I watched this movie through Cody's eyes. Giallo. Giallo, bro. <laughs> it's all about anti drugs. That's what Giallo actually means in Italian. Yeah. I was I lied when I said it yeah. was yellow. It, <laughs> it actually, it actually, tra- it actually translates to dare. Just say no <laughs> is what it really means in Italian. <laughs> Can I say a scene that I really enjoyed in this yes, film? Yes, please do. I really liked when she booby-trapped the house. Yeah. Oh, Can my I be God. honest with you? That was she awesome. She home-aloned the house, dude. I was waiting for Catherine Zeta-Jones to show up and just kind of yes, like weave her way through Start it. worming her way through all the wire work. <laughs> it was awesome. I, I, I was like, this I, is cool. I was just happy that it had the payout that I was hoping it happened, which would be some kind of calamity ensues. It, yeah. and it was. The creep in the window with the silhouette, you know, like, oh, he's coming, the killer's coming, and then, of course, when the door opens, it's it's the, you know, cop that's just trying to help. <laughs> Clouseau, <laughs> Professor Yeah, Clouseau. fucking, <laughs> Inspector. Inspector Clouseau. And then somehow yeah. the doctor shows up immediately after <laughs> that. Because <laughs> he's like, okay, can he's we creeping boss? around all the time. John Saxon's like stalker level in this movie. We've already, we've yeah. already said that his, his, his advances towards his leader just 
way too aggressive. He's obsessed yeah. with her. And it's like obsessive to the point that, yeah, he's going to follow her around. So let's get to that beach scene, okay? The, the sexploitation scene. Uh, where, where he, where okay. he aggressively kisses yeah what like, like forces himself on her. And does, doesn't she, does she wake up from like a dream after that is that no, what that is no unless oh, okay. unless, unless you I, consider that's what i took it unless as, you actually. consider kissing john saxon as i thought a dream. she like woke yes, up from a dream like <laughs> and and by the way these two actually offset were, i read were uh she had a big crush on John yeah. Saxton. Those which advances work which is why he got the role well maybe not the only reason why but a big reason why he was even considered for the role. And apparently there was some drama between Mario Bava and John Saxton because John Saxton was doing like Tai Chi on the beach and Mario Bava thought he was just out there like showing off, like fluffing his feathers because I don't know, maybe Mario Bava had a crush on, on, uh, was it Leticia Roman? Yeah. No, no, I I read about this and it was because Mario Bava had just started doing Tai Chi a week earlier you know, and John Saxon found out, and he's like, "I'm going to show off these sweet moves oh. that you don't have anymore." Really? No, I made all that okay, up. Okay, right that's now. bullshit. No, Add I mean, that to Wikipedia, though. Can I be honest <laughs> with you? <laughs> Let me ask you guys this question. Well, I thought we were talking about the goddamn beach scene. Yeah, I, I couldn't <laughs> tell. I thought it was a dream. I thought she. Well, like, I did too, but you know what? I, I, I think it is. I think it's just him. Like, it's it's the fucking scene from fucking from here to eternity, except very very creepy. Okay. Yeah. You know. It's that whole makeout scene on the beach, you know, mm-hmm. like, the, the famous one. The but, waves. like, he, the way he does it, it's just like, it really comes off like he sees her in a bikini and just can't contain himself. Just can't contain himself. So he's going to aggressively yeah, make he, out with this woman. And then all of a sudden, they're like at the house. Plus, I, yeah. I that, that, like, yeah, that whole makeout, too, like, her panic looks so real. I thought she, she's he was like, gonna kill she's like, her. Yeah. No, no, no! And he just like just face smashes her. It doesn't happen when you try to make out. With yeah, a girl? when a girl screams no, no the last the thing you want to no. do is go in. Well, and I must for be like doing something wrong. Session, well, you know? yeah, because you know that's that's illegal. <laughs> yes, that's something that you never do. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it's the '60s, dude. Back in the yeah, '60s, okay. you could just smack a girl no upon any woman. <laughs> so pleased, apparently. This fucking movie, Baba. Does not like this film, from what I've read. He doesn't like the film. He doesn't like the film. A lot lot of directors don't like the film. He's done, like, how many fucking films? Like, a hundred? But he was not a fan of this movie, and and particularly the actors. He was not a fan of the actors. Did you say why? The actors. Really? That's and his the, only reason. No, the actors in the script. He wasn't. No, no, he did thought he say script, why he's not a fan of the film? Yeah, no, he, he said the actors in the script. Like, he mostly f- focused on the technical aspect of it, which I think is very apparent in this film. Yeah, oh, okay. it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. The technical yeah. is oh, wonderful God. in this movie. Those look I was going to say the shots were fucking great in this yeah, movie. The composition, the lighting, the fucking everything is, is great. But apparently he was not happy with the actors and the story, which I get because the story is not that great. No, it's it's yeah, not. It feels like a ripoff of a uh, like a Hitchcock or something. Well, he's definitely doing that. Yeah, the title alone It feels like it, which is sad. I want to ask this question, to you guys, too. Yeah, um, is this a cold film? Oh, you saved it for like the mid yeah. mid end. Only your uh, beginning, your your go to. But uh, yeah. I I'll, I'll go first. I'll take this. Go ahead, Kyle. Roll I don't, with it. I, I don't know. I don't think it is. I get it has the it holds the title as first Giallo film, which I mean you have to applaud it for that. Because if we didn't have that, we might might not have as many amazing Italian directors later on in life. But I think this is this is one of those firsts that didn't quite do it the best, and it becomes forgettable. What about you, Chris? I think the only way that you could even call it a cult film is exactly that, because it's considered like the first Giallo film, and 
I don't know, maybe Bava's got a little bit of a following, just his career in general, because he's done so many films and he's been kind of influential, but it's not a, I mean, not to me, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Mike? I mean, the very fact that we're even saying that we found it, and like, it, you know, yeah, it must have a following somewhere, then yeah, it is. So th- is, would you consider Giallo films, there's a cult of people that just like those types of films? Yeah, but if you so listen, if you listen to, to my that. review... If my <laughs> if you listen to my answer just now, I said that this might be the first Yale film, but I feel like it's the first to be forgotten as well. I don't know if I would agree with that. Mm. I would I don't know if I'd agree with that. I I, would... I I think to people talk about this film, it obviously was was uh, uh, well received enough that American audiences wanted to get a thing of it, and he had to fucking reshoot like half the goddamn movie just to get it to all American audiences. So I mean. Obviously, there was uh, there was some level of audience that was looking for this, and I think it's still considered around for this till now. I mean, I don't know. Hold on, Mike, because I'll put it this way: Did they reshoot it to because American audiences wanted it, or did they reshoot it because they wanted American audiences to accept it? Ooh, what? no, they good re- question. They reshot it because it didn't fucking pass the censor board. Yeah, because American audience, I don't think would have accepted it for what it originally was. Here's, here's wait, here's my what? Let me add to this okay. question, okay? <laughs> was this film originally done in English and dubbed yeah. in Italian? Yes. Okay. There were American actors in it. John Saxon speaks English. Um, <laughs> no, but, I know that's why. The I woman that I'm plays like, Laura Craven is speaking English, English yeah. and it looked like. Yeah, I mean, it looked like the Italian was obviously dubbed over. Yeah, the Italian was yeah. dubbed in, which is not uncommon for Italians to do. They dub everything half the time, anyways. But I mean. But it's technically an Italian film. I mean, yeah. Because yeah. the Italian <laughs> version was made before the English version was mm-hmm. released? Well, it's still it's matter. still an Italian film, whether it's dubbed in English yeah, or dubbed or in Italian. Yeah, yeah. It's still I, Italian. I, I, I will agree with you you two, Chris and Kyle. I, I don't think this is a cult film, but I will say it is a historically important film. Yes, I will agree with that. Okay. I don't... Uh, all right. <laughs> I, I will say that. Like, I'm sure there's a fan base out there for for this film. I'm sure there is. I don't know how big it is. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it, I think this is a really this is going to be a really subjective answer. Well, this this is always a very subjective answer, isn't it? Because we're giving our opinions and viewpoints I mean, on whether a film is a cult film or not based on the information we I have. Mean, there's at some hand. that are like quint- quintessential, undeniable cult films that's that true. you don't have to, you know. Yeah, that's true. We can still argue it if we want to, though. Let's, you know what? Let's argue it when we come back from this break. We'll be right back. I kind of want to get into the technical aspects of this film. Uh, first off, I want to talk about the lighting. Okay. Because to me, that's the shining star of this movie. Uh, whoever lit this movie, bravo. 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 <laughs> We're all equally humorous. <laughs> Seriously though, the lighting is so- oh, it's, it's fucking gorgeous. It, this it, movie is incredibly contrasty. It and a lot of the scenes are there's 
There, there's wonderful control over like shadows. I agree. And even like the bright highlights are just punchy, and it's very interesting. It's, to me, it's a fun movie to actually like visually watch. I agree. The the, the lighting itself to me in this movie is its own character. You get so much that's cast and like diabolical things from from this movie. Like when she rides up the elevator, I remember that scene very well. When she rides up the elevator and she comes to the very top of it, and she has to walk up those stairs, and just the lighting that's cast of of the iron stairwell that's hitting the wall as she walks up, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And just like the way that they they that they, was a weird scene because that whole that whole stairwell and that whole um, apartment was lit real fucking bright. Until they get into that room, it turns dark, Kyle. No, but then they turn on the light, and then it's lit real fucking bright. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, just the lighting itself and throughout this whole movie, just the way it casts shadows over people's eyes, the the um, the woman being murdered, and just that those angles also, the camera work. Yeah. I, I would say the shining star for me is the cinematography. Mm-hmm. Like, the lighting's pretty good. Don't get me wrong. It work, it's good for black and white, but cinematography, I think, is really what was the most creative thing about the film. You really? Yeah, it's on mean, the technical side. I don't disagree with you. Like the camera work is phenomenal. Just some of the angles that they got and just how it captured her disorientation. Yep. Yeah, those were some real those were some really kick ass scenes. Mike Mike was even pointing them out and rewind we wound the film so we could rewatch it. But yeah, the scenes with like the looked like a water dish over the lens or something. Yeah. And well even like shooting like I don't know. It's not really that important, but when it sh- when they shoot that, um, the building and, and like the reflection of the water on the ground, mm-hmm. like like just using things like that. I saw a lot of like Dutch angle type stuff going yeah, on in this. I also want to say, I mean, it's okay. I, I, I would I, like. I don't think this endography is like epic. Well, it's not epic, but yeah. It's, if we're... I, there, I feel like there was a lot of bad shots in this film too. Like for every good shot, there was a few bad ones. Really? Yeah. There's sometimes where it was like he's not framing. Everything all together. Well, the house disagrees with you, Michael. Yeah, like they just called the poltergeist out. <laughs> I don't know what that's. How fucking was. dare you? It was probably the ghost of Bravo. Ghost of Bravo. The ghost of Bravo. Um, <laughs> no, like, 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 I feel like the, the shot where he's like holding the girl, where she's on the ground, and like the guy comes behind her, and he's like, uh, like first it's like you know, per, you know, Inspector Clouseau kind of like. I feel like it's framed wrong. Like we're not seeing a lot of her body, and maybe that was done on purpose because we were supposed to well, imagine that she her? was nude under. Yeah, like there was times where I felt like I thought it was framed correctly. It was framed weird. It was. It, I thought. I thought it looked right. I had well, no, like it's too close. I had no problem sometimes. with the framing. I was actually going to bring that up. Like a lot of it is like when I there's a scene where she's standing in a doorway. And the lighting is fucking phenomenal. She's standing in the doorway. The doorway is dark, and you get the silhouette of her, um, Nora, standing in the doorway. Um, dude, it's just perfect, and the framing is perfect because she's she's held within this doorway, and the doorway has this perfect framing. It's just I, I'd say there there are noirs that have done it better. That's all. There are some beautiful shots in this film. I am not going to say, and I and you're right. I, there were times where I you know I was like that was a clever thing he did with the camera. You know, I just don't. You know, just well, I, I and I enjoy the sets also, especially when they're in like uh, the the Coliseum questioning the maid <laughs> who's cleaning oh, the. Oh co- yeah, like the Coliseum type area with the statues and stuff like that, 
where it's like a shot between the statue's legs that zooms in on shot, Nora. The shot between the marble penises. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just below those weirdly small penises that all Italian statues have for some reason. Everybody has a really obscene, small Mike. penis. Mike, yeah. it was a cold day. <laughs> it was a cold day when they chiseled that statue. Anytime, yeah, if you got to sit there for twelve hours, you're you're bound to <laughs> you're get, get a little, get a little shrinkage. Right? You're gonna get some shrinkage. Sure you will. What do you say we rate this mammer jammer? What do you want to rate it, Mike? Uh, since we said it a hundred times, let's na- let's uh, rate it AKAs. Since this has two titles and two versions and all kinds of shit going on with it. Okay, let's go with Chris first. Chris, what? Are you, how many AKAs are you gonna give the girl who knew too much, AKA the evil eye? I'm gonna give the girl who knew too much, AKA the evil eye, two AKAs. Um, not a bad film. You know, but for me, it was just wasn't something that I really can say I enjoyed. There were aspects I enjoyed for sure. Like, you know, obviously, like we said, like the cinematography, I, you know, I I found the story a little bit intriguing. I didn't have it quite all figured out. So that was kind of nice to sort of go through and find out who the killer was and all that. Um, But, you know, overall, uh, I don't think it 100 percent paid off for me. It felt a little weird, felt like not in a good way, just kind of like. Uh, just like a little middle of the road, but at the same time, I'm probably not going to rush out and watch this movie again for a really, really, really long time. So uh, that's a lot of really. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two. Two for Chris. I'll go next. I will actually give this three AKAs. Um, I, I will say when I watched this film, it inspired me. It made me want to make a film like this in the f- sense of lighting. And cinematography, I thought those two things were 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 beautiful. Story was kind of silly and all over the road, which I was okay with. Um, but I think it's a solid film. Uh, I, I I'll have to give it three. That's three AKAs for me. Kyle, um, I'm gonna give this two and a half AKAs. Um, you know, I, I I definitely cannot deny the historical significance of this film as it relates to. Uh, giallo films is I'm uh, I absolutely love giallo films and I love Italian cinema but I mean this movie from like a story perspective is just kind of blah you know it's not it's nothing that's incredibly gripping um and the performances are are are, are so so that there and that could maybe that, that could simply be a lost in translation thing between the dubbing from dubbing into the Italian I don't know um, and then translating that, so a lot of extra work they shouldn't, they they didn't need to do. Um, but yeah, middle of the road. I'm not gonna say it's a bad film because all the technical stuff is fantastic. I think, I think, I think the way it's shot, the cinematography is on point. I think, uh, like the the way that the director controls, like a cinematographer controls the contrast and in all the scenes is wonderful, and it helps create that sense of paranoia and dread that that character has throughout the film and kind of helps hammer that home, which which is great. It worked out well, but, you know, two and a half for me, two and a half AKAs. So that's what, what is that, half a K? It's uh, Is that just an AK? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> figure it out <laughs> when I get it. there. Get into it. Mike? Uh, yeah, I'd probably give it, like, three, maybe three. And, like, really, like, I'm... I'm like two and a half for the actual film. Like maybe I'm giving it half a like giving it an extra A because <laughs> <laughs> it fucking has some historical value to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, yeah, it's it's shot well in places, you know, and uh, you know, but the, I think the problem that this film has is like its story's all jumbled all over the fucking place, like letters. <gasps> there it is, the mystery. Um, yeah, it's just like there's a lot of there's a lot of shit just like with her. A lot of the film, there's so much time taking place like with her trying to, you know, d- discover whether or not she imagined it all, or whether it's real, and everybody's questioning her, and then it's like there's like the mystery, de- like it just it's like the mystery's not fun. Yeah, it's not. It's like there's a whole half of the film that kind of interweaves with another half of the film where one is a mystery. And the other is like her trying to figure out if she's crazy or not. And then the fact that she keeps going back and forth, interwoven with like these scenes of comedy, like the yarn scene. Like the yarn scene is like, like, why the fuck was that there? <laughs> like, it, you know, she's like, I'm going to do it like one of these books. And then we're going to have this funny part where John Saxon falls into some talcum powder. Yeah. Like, I mean, just face plants it. Yeah, it's just like there's a lot of weird shit. And it just, it, it, it's so jumbled. That I don't know. Even at the end, you're kind of like, okay, so it was a wife? Why? She's just batshit crazy? Okay, I guess. Yeah, like, it really doesn't actually yeah. explain yeah. the reasoning. It just explains. She's crazy. I mean, all, that's yeah, the only thing we can establish it. is she's batshit crazy. But it doesn't even do a good job establishing that she's batshit crazy. Like, I don't feel like we got enough as an audience to be like, oh, I get it. She's batshit you know crazy. What, it was just kind of like. We had this conversation when Molly was here about uh, uh, female characters that are just evil or crazy for the sake of being evil or crazy this might actually fit that <laughs> yeah okay well she's evil she's evil or crazy in a really boring sort of way yeah so, it, like, it's, so again it i'm really sorry get a lot of time like there's it's just she kind of pops up again yeah. later it's just and like then the big reveal the like it's not it's not the fucking mandarin oh and can i ask a question <laughs> the mandarin. i kept saying the husband looked like the mandarin from fucking iron man he just did <laughs> The whole time there's this whole mystery about like what's behind the door in the study, and there was nothing. Like, it, was her husband back there the whole like, time? The whole like, time? what yeah. was the deal with that? No, like, no, he he actually legit wasn't. He just got back into town. So why was she so for, like forbidden to go in that room before that? Because time? in one of the cabinets was a little cigar box that had her tokens or mementos but she finds from her that earlier. Right. So it doesn't make any <laughs> Again, goddamn sense. Again, like it sense. makes no sense. And and on top of that, it's like. Also, the probably because hold on, it's sorry. also probably because in that room isn't in that room a framed picture of her husband. Uh, so maybe she was like, maybe she knew that she but it was saw on the piano. Room. Yeah, I thought it was outside of that. It was room. outside. Oh, of no, first. she needs the picture out when she leaves. Yeah, I know that. It, That's she so does, weird. but it was there when she walked in the first time. Yeah. Yeah, but she didn't notice that shit. That's what I'm saying. That's why, like, so much of it is like, okay, like. You could have pieced this shit back together. Like, the whole time she's in this fucking apartment, and the, the one time she's like, where do you, I think the clues are going to be? I don't know, maybe it's behind the fucking door that you were very specifically told not to go in. She's <laughs> looking all over the house for clues. She doesn't think that maybe the one door <laughs> that somebody said, don't go in that door, whatever you do. I'm not going to give you a reason why. Yeah. <laughs> it's and like, like and, and the way that the, the wife even introduces something. Hey, t- do you want to see something interesting? Look at this door. It's locked, so you can't go in oh, it. Right? Okay. I thought that exactly. <laughs> it's I'm like, like, who the fuck talks like and that? And this is my husband's study. You can't yeah. go in there, but so let don't me even show, try. Let me show you where the door's at, though, so you're you're just curious the whole time. <laughs> Stupid. Anybody want to change their, uh, uh, their rating now that we've had <laughs> this conversation? Can I change it to uh, the, the alphabet blocks? 
instead of the AKAs? Let's just do this whole thing over. Now we're going to stick with it. <laughs> okay. AKAs. Okay, sorry. So three. Yes, Cody, three. Oh, yours didn't go down? I thought yours would go down. No, mine didn't go down. I'm keeping the three. All right. No, I think three is a, is a justifiable... Uh... I think it's a good spot for this film. Yeah, mm-hmm. the two and a half, three mark is this real, really where the sweet spot of this film is. Yeah. Yeah. by my two. Oh, you did a two? I did a two. Eh, average is two and a half. All right, guys, that's our show Chris for this week. Chris just smiles on. Make sure you follow us on social media at ColtFilm underscore review on Instagram and Twitter. Also, make sure you follow our Facebook. Go check out our YouTube page. And also, go to ColtFilmInterview.com. Bunch of places you need to go, but go there. We I think really they should just go to ColtFilmInterview.com because they can find their way to all of our other things through there. Yeah, that's the best place. Just go to the website then. Yeah. You know what? You can follow Kyle. Ah! You can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at ColtFilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at Mike Solicio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram. That's our show for this week, guys. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time.